This is Medical Radio, and we're looking at physiology questions. Let's get right to it. The summaries. Okay, let's start with isosorbide dinitrate. This has a low bioavailability due to extensive first-pass hepatic metabolism prior to release in the systemic circulation. Sublingual nitroglycerin is absorbed directly from oral mucosa into the venous circulation and has a higher bioavailability. Angiotensin receptor blockers, or ARBs, work by blocking angiotensin 2 type 1 receptors inhibiting the effects of angiotensin 2. This results in arterial vasodilation and decreased aldosterone secretion. The resulting fall in blood pressure increases renin, angiotensin 1, and angiotensin 2 levels. ARBs do not affect the activity of angiotensin-converting enzyme, and therefore they do not affect radikinin degradation and do not cause a cough. Thiazide diuretics raise serum calcium, uric acid, glucose, cholesterol, and triglyceride levels. They lower serum sodium, potassium, and magnesium levels. Dolbutamine is a beta adrenergic agonist with predominant activity on beta 1 receptors and weak activity on beta 2 and alpha 1 receptors. Stimulation of beta 1 receptors leads to an increased production of CAMP and increased cytosolic calcium concentration. This facilitates the interaction between actin and myosin, resulting in increased myocardial contractility. For class 1 antiarrhythmics, sodium channel binding strength is 1C is greater than 1A is greater than 1B. Use dependence describes the phenomenon in which higher heart rates lead to increased sodium channel blockade due to cumulative blocking effects over multiple cardiac cycles. Class 1C antiarrhythmics demonstrate the most dependence due to their slow dissociation from the receptor, and Class 1B drugs have the least use dependence as they rapidly dissociate. Epinephrine increases systolic blood pressure, alpha-1 plus beta-1, and heart rate, beta-1 and either increases or decreases diastolic blood pressure depending on the dose, either alpha-1 or beta-2 predominates. Pretreatment with propanolol eliminates the beta effects of epinephrine, vasodilation and tachycardia, leaving only the alpha effect, which is vasoconstriction. Angioedema is a rare and serious adverse effect of ACE inhibitor therapy. ACE inhibition increases bradykinin levels, which increase vasovascular permeability and leads to angioedema. Symptoms include tongue, lips, or eyelid swelling, and less frequently, laryngeal edema and difficulty breathing. ACE inhibitors should be discontinued in affected patients. Amiodarone is 40% iodine by weight. We've talked about this before. 
it can cause hypothyroidism due to decreased production of thyroid hormone. Amiodarone can also cause hyperthyroidism due to increased thyroid hormone synthesis or destructive thyroiditis with release of preformed thyroid hormone. Fibrinolytic therapy for acute ST segment elevation myocardial infarction is a reasonable reperfusion technique for patients with no contraindications to thrombolysis. Fibrinolytic agents such as alteplase bind to fibrin in the thrombus, the clot, and activate plasmid, which leads to thrombolysis. The most common adverse effect of thrombolysis is hemorrhage, for example, gastrointestinal or intracerebral. In the fibrinolytic pathway, tissue plasminogen activator or TPA converts plasminogen to plasmin, which then breaks down the fibrin clot. The administration of TP of a TPA analog, for example, alteplase, tenecteplase, or streptokinase, triggers fibrinolysis and can restore myocardial perfusion in patients with ST elevation myocardial infarction who cannot undergo timely percutaneous coronary intervention. Procanamide and hydralazine have the highest risk of causing drug-induced lupus erythematosus, or DILE, which is characterized by the development of lupus-like symptoms in addition to positive ANA and antihistone antibodies. Unlike with SLE, anti-DNA antibodies are rarely seen. The common side effects of HMG-CoA reductase inhibitors, also called statins, include muscle and liver toxicity. Hepatic transaminases should be checked prior to initiating therapy and repeated if symptoms of hepatic injury occur. Remember that phenylephrine is a selective alpha-1 adrenergic receptor agonist that increases peripheral vascular resistance and systolic blood pressure and decreases pulse pressure and heart rate. Class 1C antiarrhythmic agents such as flecainide, flecainide block the fast sodium channels responsible for ventricular depolarization, which is phase zero, prolonging the QRS duration with little effect on the QT interval. Class 1A and class 3 agents cause the most QT prolongation. Digoxin directly inhibits the sodium-potassium ATPase pump in myocardial cells, leading to a decrease in sodium efflux and an increase in intracellular sodium levels. This reduces the forward activity of the sodium-calcium exchanger, causing increased intracellular calcium concentration and improved myocyte contractility. 
Remember that drugs that have been shown to improve long-term survival in patients with heart failure due to left ventricular systolic dysfunction include beta blockers, ACE inhibitors, angiotensin II receptor blockers, and aldosterone antagonists. Mineral corticoid receptor antagonists, for example, spirolactone or eplerinone, improve survival in patients with congestive heart failure and reduce left ventricular ejection fraction. However, they should not be used in patients with hyperkalemia or renal failure. Serotonin syndrome is characterized by a triad of autonomic instability, altered mental status, and neuromuscular irritability. It may develop when a monoamine oxidase inhibitor or a MAO inhibitor antidepressant or a non-antidepressant with MAO inhibitor activity. For example, lenazolid is combined with a serotonergic medication such as a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor or a tricyclic antidepressant. Remember that chloramphenicol can lead to both dose-dependent reversible cytopenias and dose-independent irreversible aplastic anemia. Most available rodenticides contain brodifacoma, a long-acting 4-hydroxycumarin derivative. A patient who has ingested a quantity of rodenticide sufficient to cause coagulopathy and abnormal bleeding similar to warfarin toxicity requires immediate treatment with fresh frozen plasma in addition to vitamin K. In renal artery stenosis, increased production of angiotensin II causes increased systemic blood pressure to increase renal perfusion and preferential constriction of the glomerular efferent arteriole to increase glomerular filtration. Patients with bilateral renal artery stenosis are dependent on this response to maintain renal function. Initiation of, of ACE inhibitors or angiotensin II receptor blockers can precipitate acute renal failure. However, urinalysis is typically unremarkable i.e. no hematuria, proteinuria, or casts. Remember that adenosine causes hyperpolarization of the nodal pacemaker to briefly block conduction through the atrioventricular node, and it is effective in the initial treatment of paroxysmal supraventricular tachycardia. Common adverse effects include flushing, chest burning due to bronchospasm, hypotension, and high-grade atrioventricular block. Okay, remember that baclofen, an agonist, at the GABA-B receptor is effective as monotherapy for the treatment of spasticity secondary to both brain and spinal cord disease, including multiple sclerosis. Tizanidine, an alpha-2 adrenergic agonist, 
is also effective and commonly used. Thank you very much.